This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a good Saturday morning to you. And if I sound a little squeaky, that's because old Mr. Laryngitis paid me a visit this week. It is improving, but not quite there yet. This has happened a few times over the years on Saturday mornings, and we will get through it. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Well, i got to tell you, I had a busy bird hunting holiday week. We started off on the holiday Monday with a rookie go- a German shorthair pointer named Betsy, and it all clicked for her, and what a reward that was to see her point and retrieve her first quail. We also had some young hunter journalists along with us, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Then later on, we made a woodcock hunt later in the week over at uh, Shady Pines in St. Martin Parish with Timmy Trahan, Dean Galatis. Johnny Bankston and our dogs, that turned out very well, too. If you're not a woodcock hunter, and most of you are not, uh, I tell you what, if you ever get the opportunity to go, maybe not a more challenging target than a woodcock in the thick, swampy woods. If you love the CCA star rodeo, and I know a lot of you do, catching those or trying to catch those tagged redfish for boats and trucks and big prizes, well, you're going to also like bass, cash, bash. The director, P.J. Vincent, is going to join us a little bit later on and tell you how for a minimal amount of investment you might have the opportunity to catch a bass with a tag. It's very valuable. Today we're having the very popular Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club's Minimalist Challenge Fishing Rodeo. Uh, Brendan Bayard is in the middle of it. He's our field reporter, and he'll be telling us all about what baits they'll be using and what they're limited to. And if you have ever heard or saw a real live Bigfoot, a.k.a. Sasquatch, a.k.a. Yeti, well, one Mississippi woman said she may have, and she recorded a chilling nighttime cry. You'll get to hear it for yourself, and you be the judge. Also got those live area fishing reports, uh, some pretty good white perch, freshwater action really starting to pick up. And we've got, as always, bad boys of the outdoors. This time, two men admitted to showing a real blatant disregard for federal and state duck hunting regulations, and they are our coveted bad boys of the outdoors. Also, uh, you know, we've got a uh, Cajun... Uh, Fishing Adventures Harem Shooting Team going to be participating at the end of next month in the uh, Gunning for a Cure at Stella Plantation down in uh, Lower Plaquemines Parish. Uh, Ryan Lambert is the coach, and we are going to announce the team members. They've been selected, and you'll get a chance to meet them if you show up out there. Your reports, your comments, your questions, all welcome on our live text board. You do that at 504-260-1870. And if you've got any remedies for laryngitis, I might be able to use them. Text them to me, 504-260-1870.
All right, taking a look at your weather forecast. This is the latest from the National Weather Service. You're looking at about 20% chance of rain today. That depending on where you are. It's moving from the the central part of uh, the lower Louisiana coast across the Gulf over to the Mobile area. And it looks like it's going to be out of here sometime later this afternoon. And it's going to leave us with some east winds, 15 to 20 offshore. East winds about 10 knots on the interior lakes and bays. There will be a light chop there. Tomorrow, much better. No rain. Southeast winds 10 to 15 offshore, maybe 1 to 2 if you're going out there to try to get some early tuna fishing in. And in the interior lakes and bays, a southeast wind 5 to 10. Doesn't get any better than that this time of the year, which is a light chop. Your average tide range, 1.3, so there's some water rocking and rolling. Mississippi River, 7-3 and falling. That's a big change from last weekend. So we got lots to talk about this morning. Stick with us. we got two hours of what you and I love to talk about each and every Saturday morning right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, it looks like the eastern tip of Louisiana has got a little bit of green on it on the radar, which means light rain, and it's going to be moving out of here pretty soon. Let's talk to Robbie Campo. He is at Campo's Marina in Shell Beach. Robbie, if you can kind of set the stage for us, what are you looking out there conditions-wise at the moment? Well, we got rain, Don. It's um, it, it's 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 a drizzle, you know, but it's but we do have rain. Um, it, it rained all the way down from Miro all the way down here, so. Um, the stage is set to be wet from Jump Street. So, <laughs> you know, we got a, we got an east wind blowing. We got a, a well, it's an east northeast wind blowing this morning, probably maybe ten mile an hour or so. But uh, you know, Don, uh, I think if this blows out of here, some people are going to come out and go out fishing this morning. So, um, but you know, to set the stage for the week, you know, uh, for what happened this past week. Um, uh, you know, we had a, we had a few good days and some trout did bite, um, but that was a live shrimp occasion. And you know, um, a, you know, we had a boat up on dry dock this week, so we didn't have much live bait. We got the boat back over, went back out yesterday. When the rain stopped yesterday, the the couple thousand that my brother caught yesterday, they the people came out on Friday evening, bought them all up. So. If you're coming to fish this morning and you want live bait, make some phone calls. Uh, I think Bait Incorporated might have some this morning. Um, maybe, you know, maybe Hopedale Marina might have some. I'm not sure. Uh, just make some phone calls if you're looking for live shrimp. Now, they did catch some trout this week, Don, up the ship channel from from the marina. They caught some up in the Bluffton Marsh and the Stump Lagoon area, and they caught some uh, over in the Lake Robin area back up. Um, Lake Robin and Hopedale Lagoon, Amity, you know, those spots, they did catch some trout back there this week. Um, but most of my people that fished this week wanted to go do the sheephead runs down by the Long Rocks, and uh, they, they, man, they just tore them up down there. They caught plenty of sheephead down there, <clears throat> and basically all you need is a jig head with a with tip with some dead shrimp, and go out there, you, you could fill the boat up if you want. So, um Another note, um, another thing that people did this past week, uh, if you could get to the rigs in the lake, which you're not, I don't believe that's going to be doable today, but if you could get to the rigs in the lake, those big, those big freshwater catfish are hanging around those rigs in the lake, and it's been, oh, man, they anywhere from 15 pounds to 30 pounds. So if you go out there and you want to, if you could get there to do it, um, plenty, plenty of that action going on. Um, I think this is the last weekend for duck hunting. 
Uh, not a whole lot of birds up in the Biloxi Marsh. That's been kind of poor. Uh, hopefully that they, they kill some today with this, with it raining, you know, make them fly a little bit. Uh, it, it's been really tough, been a tough duck season. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm not really sure. I got my ideas of what's going on with ducks, but that's a story for another time. But uh, yes, it is. Uh, yes, it, it is. Held, I think they've been held up in the up in the up in the Midwest. But like I said, that's a story for another time. But um, you know, uh, maybe they might kill some this morning with this. You know, because they got the perfect conditions for it. Uh, if if to to my lady fishermen, if you're coming down here today. Wear long pants because when this rain stops, the gnats are coming out. They were out yesterday. It's gnat season. So, um, you know, we got the perfect recipe for this, Don. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, 60, 65 degree weather with, with, you know, with some overcast. This is perfect gnat weather. Don't come out here in short pants because as soon as it gets 60 degrees, all these girls want to put short pants on. It's not a good idea to go fishing with like that down here this time of the year. The gnats, the gnats like to carry us away yesterday, and I think we're going to probably wind up with the same thing today. <clears throat> if the wind calms down anyway, um, they, they were so bad yesterday you couldn't hardly walk out the door of the office. It was it was unreal. So uh, just a little, that's a little side note. Keep that in your mind. You know, you know that it is gnat season. So, um, you know, that, um, not much redfish were caught this week. Everybody's been asking about where the reds are, where the reds are. Man, red fishing was tough. The best thing I could tell you to do if you wanted to catch redfish, water being down like it has been, fish your main, main canals, um, your little trinosas that's dumping out of your main canals, uh, you know, wherever you like to go. If it be behind Delacro or over here in the Bluffy Marsh, um, that seems to be that seemed to be working the best. Um, you know, fishing like uh, Crooked Bayou or going to Lake Eugene. They're fishing the little fallouts of all uh, off of Crooked Bayou. There are some little drains they come out of there, dump some ponds. Um, that that seems to be what was working the best to catch some redfish. Redfish has been really, really sketchy this this past week. On you know, and when I got a redfish tournament here today, so the Cajun Outcast uh, uh, Fishing Club got their got their little redfish tournament, and uh, you know, and it's a it's not a really good day to be going out with the rain, but they have it, and that's they're gonna they're gonna do it anyway. So, um, it's a, but red fishing's been tough. But hey, if today's your day to fish, um, and you want to fish, hook the left at the bridge and come on down to see us, and we'll we're gonna get you in the water, get you going, and get you fishing. Well, you've given them a lot of options, some trout, some sheephead, some maybe some redfish, uh, catfish, those freshwater cats sounds good if you can get to them. Robbie, we did want to talk a minute about the uh, Bayou Cleanup that's going to be headquartered at your marina on Saturday, February 13th. Uh, Kerry Kale, who is a really active government representative in St. Bernard, is kind of working with Jimmy Corley on this. Tell us about that, about cleaning up the bayou. Where is this going to be, and what do they need to do to get signed up? Because they got some free crawfish after, I understand. Right. Um, well, I'll tell you, Don, um, I, I was brought into this thing this week. Uh, come and ask me approach me about it. Jimmy did and said, uh, if we could put this on. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what we're going to have is we're looking for volunteers. We can't get trustees because of the COVID deal. So they, they can't let the trustees out because you know, usually we'll get, we'll get uh, with Sheriff Pullman and get some trustees to come out here and pick up the trash so we're going to do this with volunteers we're looking for volunteers you don't have to have a boat 
we got boats, but if you got a boat, bring a boat. So um, we're going to pick up all, and this is all storm debris, basically. That's that's on the other side of the bayou. So it's uh, you know, it's a lot of water bottles and cans, and just fill up garbage bags. We're going to have the dumpsters here from, uh, I think from from um, uh, Sydney Torres is going to bring the dumpsters. So um, we, you know, we're going to we're going to we're going to try to clean up the bayou edge. Just clean up some of this this garbage that was that drifted over here from from everybody's garbage can that flipped over from Zeta. So this is this is this is this is back. Uh, you know, we're going back a, a couple months, but <clears throat> the debris is still here and it has to be cleaned up, Don. It just, it just looks terrible, and um, and the only way to do it <clears throat> is to get there and do it. You know what I mean? It's not it, it's not going to magically disappear. We got to just go pick it up, and you know we we don't want our waterways to look. Uh, you know, all, all polluted with, with, you know, with bottles and, you know, what have you, and ice bags and, you know, plastics and, you know, so forth and so on. So we're going to we're gonna have this clean up on February 13th. And, um, you know, and uh, I think we're, I, I, we're going to have a lot of people coming to help help out with it. And uh, I think um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, today's catch is going gonna, is gonna to put on a little something afterwards for the people. So, um, um, so yeah, I mean, it's going to, I don't know what time it's going to start, but I'll, I'll get, I'll, you know, as it gets close, I'll get more information on it and we'll, and I'll, you know, I'll let the people know. Yeah. Robin, maybe uh, ask what they'll need to bring in terms of gloves and maybe tarps to put on the boat. Cause so that's a lot of nasty, muddy stuff coming up there and you want to keep your boat, you know, protected and, and give them some suggestions on that and maybe where designated areas will be where they're going to go do that. And, you know, February is the time to do it. Usually got the lowest tides of the year and the most junk and garbage will be exposed for pickup. So uh, keep us informed on that as we get closer to it, Rob. Yep. Sure will. Sure will, Don. Sure will. All right. Okay, well, my man. Um, okay, buddy. Talk to you next Saturday. Yes, sir. Robbie Campo right. down at Campos Marina. Mark that on your calendar, February 13th, Saturday. That's going to be meeting there at 9 a.m. And uh, spend, a, spend a little time cleaning up the bayou. And it's nobody's fault that all that got there. I mean, that's storm damage and debris, and it definitely needs to be cleaned up. All right, back with more of the Outdoor Show. Got some text messages rolling in at 504-260-1870. Back with more of the Outdoor Show right after this timeout. And the Bass Fishing Report with Jeff Brule is brought to you by Berkeley, a division of pure fishing, expanding their lineup of frog baits with the addition of three new ones, including two new soft baits that are infused with that scientifically proven fish-catching power bait formula. Those would be the beaten paddle frog and the buzzing speed toad, and a unique bait, the Berkeley Power Pop, a super high flotation frog. Look for them at your favorite dealer, Berkeley, a division of pure fishing. Good morning, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, it was certainly good to see that you uh, all you got a little bit of rust off and you hadn't lost your quail shooting skills last week. That was a lot of fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. Um, and probably need to go plant a few more pine trees up there. I think I killed a few of them, too. <laughs> but it, it's challenging. Yeah. You know, and those quail are dipping and darting and going through those trees. It's hard to focus on anything but that bird, but just every once in a while you you get a tree in the way. But, yeah, it was fun. I hadn't done it in a year or two, and something I did growing up, and I really enjoyed that. And love to see your dog, Smokey. She, she did great. And I just love to see how they just they just focus on that one thing when they're out there. They're just hunting nose to the ground, running around. And when they point, it's, it's just a pretty thing to watch. 
Well, we went back there again this week and uh, brought a couple of young Dean Lecoq, uh, cameraman Chris Lecoq's young son, who says he wants to be an outdoor photographer. And my nephew, uh, Drew, the big guy outdoors in Dubuque, came along, and, well, we had a ball. And, and I had uh, Betsy, which is uh, Drew's dog, and for the first time, she put it all together. And I tell you what, the, it's really nice to see when a dog has been doing a little bit of field work, and all of a sudden it, it clicks. You know, oh, if I stand here and smell this bird and point, they're going to walk up and shoot it, and I can go grab it and bring it back. And uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. So uh, just really good sport. Just don't get to do it enough. Got so many things going on. Well, well tell us about the fishing, especially uh, the soccer lamb, starting to get a lot of reports from some different areas on that, and as well as the bass fishing. Yeah, it's slowly starting to come into light. It's We've had these cold, cold weather days, and it just makes it tough. Anytime the water's cold, it, it makes it tough. But, you know, next couple of weeks it's going to start really – turning on so i went to the chef with mike gallo and todd masson we did a little video for todd and uh, we caught a bunch of bass down in the chef area most of them were like 10 to 12 inches but it kind of tells me that the spawns a few more weeks away we caught one or two nice fish but nothing great big more temperatures about 50 52 everywhere and you need that 58 60 degree to really get the spawn rolling uh, we're just using a quarter ounce jig head with a either Berkeley Pro Grub or a Matrix Shad on the back, and uh, most of the bites just came kind of bouncing down the middle of the canal. So you'd either be resting on the bottom or you'd hop it and as it's falling back, all of a sudden you see your line start swimming off real slow. Just just typical winter bite. Uh, the Chapunta in the North Shore, they uh, the Pearl River, they caught up some 12, 13 pound stringers, so that's good news. Uh, only bad news on the pearl is it's around 10 feet now, but next week with all these rainstorms, it's going to go back up. But last week there was faced with really low, low water. Uh, they said that sometimes it's 10, 12 feet of mud between the bank and the river channel. So it's, a lot of guys said it was the lowest they've ever seen it. But when it gets like that, you just target any kind of cover you find in the water because usually the first place those fish go when they have to pull out is some kind of visible cover. Uh, the Texas rigs and spinnerbaits are good choices when the when the river's low. Jeff, uh, pond fishing right now, is, is ponds worth a visit to try there now for the bass? Yeah, that's usually the first place because they're smaller bodies of water and they're usually surrounded by uh, just land and grass and not a lot of wind gets to them. They usually warm up quicker. So, yeah, this is time of year. we got a full moon coming up in a week or so, and I've had got a few pond reports, nothing great. You know, a few Sockelay ponds are producing. So, yeah, if you can hit a couple of those this weekend, even after this weather clears up, you should should do okay. Uh, another area, the basin in Venice, uh, the basin's around three feet on the Morgan City gauge. The bite was very good. Uh, Philadelphia and Casey St. Romain, they brought an 1852 in the Fisher Men Tournament last weekend. So that, um, a lot of... 15, 16-pound, 17-pound stringers in that tournament. So I just tell you that when the water comes down, they're catching fish over there. It's all about conditions. But uh, the next couple of weeks of rivers falling, uh, like you said, uh, Mississippi River's, what, seven feet? It's going to fall down to five, and that's going to help the basin get down to a good level this next couple of months, and they, they should really should catch fish. Venice reports are slow just because the river's been high, but once it gets back down, it should be good. And but just a reminder, when you get on the Mississippi to wear a life jacket this time of year, it, the water temps on the Mississippi are coming from up north, and they can be extremely low this time of year. So, and they're dangerous. You hit the water, you, 
you'd have a life jacket on and you might not even make it out of the water. So just be cautious when you get down there. But the reports are good. It's going to get better even as the weather warms up the next couple of weeks. And looking to be a good spring. Sounds good. Jeff, anything else before you go? How about some freshwater catfish? Boy, Robbie came up with some uh, really huge uh, catfish some guys are finding out the Lake Bourne rigs, but maybe a little difficult to get there. But for some good old uh, blue cats or channel cats, where where would you might suggest and what would you fish them with? Uh, same thing with the bass. Just find the deep holes and uh, throw some shrimp on the bottom. <clears throat> I've seen some buddies of mine that went bass fishing and they just fishing jigs and stuff like that on bouncing on the bottom. And I've seen some 20, 30-pound catfish pitchers that they've caught while they're just fishing for bass and some fishing for reds and trout too but anything you have uh, smelly bait on the bottom um, and the white perch are slowly starting to turn on i've seen some good reports on the chifuncta but they, they're deep everything's deep uh like Kalita bend uh chifuncta they're all 12 15 18 foot deep so unless you got good graphics or you know where some tops are they get kind of tough to fish when they like that i i prefer just to see the cart go down i like it when they get up shallow on the trees that's that's <laughs> my fun time I'm with you. Jeff, thanks for the report. We appreciate it, and we'll catch up with you next time. All right, give them dogs an extra scoop of food because they did a great job. Thanks, <laughs> They earned it. They did earn it. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff's quite a cook, too. I think he smoked those quail. Boy, she'll look good. All right, we come back after this. I uh, got some text messages to check on for you. Got some questions and some comments. I need some of these uh, cures for laryngitis. You got a good home remedy? I could sure use it. We'll be right back. In three minutes on the Outdoor Radio Network. Yeah, not much time left to the Louisiana duck season, and uh, it has been a rough one. Started off pretty good, and then, boy, just simply went down here from there. I've been checking the wildlife and fisheries surveys, and uh, hunters are coming up with empty bags. A lot of people not even bothering to go. Uh, I would like to direct you to a, a column that was written by a, a fellow outdoor writer friend of mine, John Flores. Uh, John writes for the St. Mary Parish uh, newspaper, and you can read his column at stmarynow.com. And the title is, Louisiana Waterfowl Hunters Should Be Ready for Changes. And he summed up the crisis, and I have called it a crisis in Louisiana with regard to waterfowl hunting. And he summed up the problem pretty well. Uh, He didn't get into all of the causes, and there are a lot of reasons for it which we will probably address on future shows, but at least he, he's got a pretty good handle on it. And, you know, it's just hard to believe, uh, having hunted ducks in Louisiana for uh, about 50 years, uh, to see how where it's gone to what it is now, and that the future for a Louisiana duck hunter is like somebody that wants to hunt elk or mule deer. They're not going to be here, so you got to travel out of state to do that. And that, that is sad, but I think it's very true. But uh, read John's column if you get a chance. All right, we're going to read some text messages when we come back. But first, we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And if you're just tuning in and wondering why I'm sounding like I am, there's nothing wrong with your radio or your listening uh, device. (laughs) I got a little case of laryngitis, but uh, I've had it before. I'll get it again, and we'll get through this show and sound better next week. Also, on our text board, we're looking for any home remedies. If you have a good one, 
that you've got, uh, text it to me at 504-260-1870. And we got a lot of texts coming in this morning. Uh, we got an early text in from our friend, uh, the Lafayette Yacker. He's over there at the, and we're going to hear from Brendan Bayard shortly, uh, for the Minimus Challenge, the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club out of Golden Meadow. He said he's got cold coffee and soggy biscuits because they did get some rain. Hopefully that rain is going to move out of there in just a little while and get you some better conditions for getting out there for that kayak tournament. Uh, Justin, our, our, our refuge watcher, he saw a flock of ibis. He said, where you guys been? And they waved at him. Yeah, that's what he, he's a, a ibis whisperer, I think. And here's a remedy for the laryngitis. Uh, you might want to try Irish whiskey or Cajun moonshine. It'll either cure you or at least you'll feel a lot better. Get better soon, my friend. Great show. That's from the Irish Kunas. Uh, here's a question. Could you please explain? I am on private land, want to hunt hogs at night. Some people tell me I can start when the... When is the right time? Do I need to call the police department before I start hunting at night? Uh, they were exactly right. Uh, you can hunt at night with artificial lights, uh, use the infrared laser, uh, night vision scopes. Uh, but a couple things you need to keep in mind. If you're on private property and you're not the landowner, you need written permission. Maybe if you're a club member or just get the landowner to give you his contact information. you got to have that in your possession and basically saying you've got the permission to hunt there. Then, very important step, you need to make a phone call to the sheriff's office in whatever parish you're hunting in and let them know when you will be there to hunt those hogs. And you got to do it within 24 hours of when you're going to hunt just to let them know if somebody reports gunshots or their officers hear gunshots in the dark, they will know that you're there and you're legally hunting hogs. Other than that, have at them. No limit, no size, and uh, I can't encourage you to take more of them because they need to go. All right, we'll be back with more of these text messages right after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, uh, getting back to our text message board. Um, let's see, we have, good morning. I love when I'm able to listen to the show. What's the latest on the Wahoo bite out of Venice? Any suggestions or tips that may help us? boat our first ever wahoo we have the boat and the gear just not sure where to go for our best chance thanks well i've got daryl carpenter who is now inshore fishing but uh did his share of offshore fishing and has caught wahoo and i'm gonna say for this time of the year maybe it's a little early but i have caught wahoo in january and some really nice big ones in the 90 pound range uh, of course, most of it takes place off the coast of Venice. Uh, there is some a little further to, to the west, but for the most part, uh, you want to get out there out the mouth of the river and troll those baits. Uh, the mud lump is, is probably a very popular place in the springtime. It's an underwater mountain, basically. It's called the Sackett Banks, if you're looking for it on a map. And tuna and wahoo stack up along the edges of that uh, rise in the in the surface and and there's a lot of activity out there there's going to be a lot of commercial boats there's going to be a lot of recreational boats as far as the method uh by far trolling is the number one way you're going to catch wahoo uh and you know you put out three maybe four lines pull those magnum rapalas those halco tremblers uh chartreuse pink colors are, are the best uh also some purples 
and uh, make sure you got some sturdy hooks. And the wahoo, when you hit it, uh, it makes a long run, a straight run, and then the fight back in. They're not like a tuna. They're not going to fight as, as hard as a tuna. But because of their size and their speed, i tell you what, they can make those, re- those reels really sing. Uh, as far as eating, a lot of people, that's their favorite offshore fish. I'm a fan of grilled wahoo. Uh, you get a lot of meat per pound on the fish. Uh, check the regulations book. There are some size and, and, and creel limits on wahoo. But it's a fantastic fish. It's a hard-fighting fish. And when we get Daryl's on, Daryl's going to be on in just about five minutes, and we'll get him to give you some Wahoo advice for this time of the year. And uh, glad you're getting into the sport. You're going to love it, believe me. All right, here's some more suggestions for my laryngitis. Hotty toddy lemon, hot honey, hot tea, and whiskey. Whew. I tell you what, all these whiskey suggestions, uh, I don't think I'd make it through the show. Here's a, a lemonade water and a shot of whiskey. And here's one asking to please try Ricola <laughs> Cool Relief Lozenges or Vicks Vapor Cool Lozenges. I miss your Friday show on WWL. Thanks for that. Um, I will try that. I've I've had a bunch of those things. Uh, those those you know different. I think the latest one I had had some benzocaine in it or something. But you know it just takes time and probably relaxing it which is the worst thing but you know laryngitis is not a good thing for a radio guy to get that's for sure all right we're going to be back in just a minute with uh, captain darrell carpenter realscreamers.com he gives us a grand isle area report golden meta leeville and also some offshore fishing tips we'll be back with him right after this time out you are listening to the outdoors with don dubuque radio network and joining us is Captain Daryl Carpenter, RealScreamers.com. And, Daryl, a lot of folks are waiting to get your report as they're on now for the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club's uh, Minimalist Challenge, a kayak tournament uh, headquartered out of the Golden Meadow area. So we'll get that. But did have a, a, a caller that wanted to know about fishing Wahoo this time of the year, uh, looking for some advice on best places to go and maybe some tips. What can you tell them? Because you've done your share of Wahoo bait pulling over the years. Yeah, Don, I mean, I, I, you know, I haven't personally been offshore in a while, but, you know, there's several things to look for uh, when it comes to the wahoo fishing. Once you get a little bit of water under you, you know, you get around that 200-foot mark, start looking for any kind of little rip lines or anything like that, any current lines or anything that's forming where you've got clean on dirty water is a good place to start. Uh, start pulling your baits there, uh, either that and or, you know, you, you look for the ledges. Uh, anything that's got any kind of structure on it, uh, whether it be something around the midnight lump, whether it be all the rigs around the lump, the lump itself. Uh, if you head a little further to the west, you've got Dauphius Bank and all over there, which is a which is structure. You know, you you've got to have unless you're just going to spend time pulling open water, you've got to have some type of an attractant to to help congregate them. Whether that be a platform, whether it be bottom structure, uh, something that that. Uh, aggravates the current, you know, rip lines or anything like that. But that's where you would start pulling your baits. And look, uh, who can figure out fish some days? You know, we've seen it where you pull it east to west all day long and you don't you don't get a bite and you turn around, you pull back west to east. Something as simple as the direction you're pulling will make those fish bite. Um, it's just, you know, you got to spend the time on the water and, and, you know, look for look for the structure. It's the structure. They're there to eat. Dude. So if it's holding bait, it's the whole, it's the whole predator fish. 
Daryl, as far as when you're going out looking for tuna, you can visually spot them. You know, they'll be jumping, there'll be birds over them. Uh, how about wahoo? It's always good to have a pair of binoculars with you on the offshore boat so you can kind of look on the horizon and see what's happening. But wahoo aren't quite as surface active as tuna, are they? Or can you find them? No, 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 not nearly. They're not nearly as, they don't skyrocket like you tuna do. So it's more it's more of just putting putting your time in. Like I said, look for bait. Anything that's congregating bait. Even the the, the last wahoo I caught what last year during the during the lump season that I caught personally, you know, it was on a rip line. Uh, we had some mechanical issues and decided to pull baits all the way in and and, and crossing a rip line. Sure enough, bam, bam, a couple of wahoo back to back. And look, when I say a rip line, this was nothing but a current line. It was wintertime. You know, nothing but a current line. There wasn't any grass or anything on it, but it was a definite current line with a color change, and it was holding bait. And as soon as we hit within 50 yards of that current line, we started seeing wahoo. And when I say seeing them, you could see them flash in the water as they, as they ran through the baits. And that's something it's just as exciting as seeing tuna go, go skyrocketing as watching those, those wahoo when they're near the surface, watching them scream through your bait, and you can just pick the rods <laughs> going off as you see them go through <laughs> Yeah, they sure named that fish right, the Wahoo for sure. Well, let's move inside because yeah. we got a lot of people that are going to be down in your area fishing out of kayaks. So some areas close to the launches, what can you suggest for picking up some fish down there? Oh, Don, we hit, we hit the trifecta this week. I mean, our, our tides came back and they flipped on us. So we got, we got incoming tides all day, which is bringing warm water. The water hit 60 degrees. You know, it's clean. My God, it, it looked like an aquarium out there this week. I couldn't believe after the weather we've had that the water was so crisp, crystal clear and clean. And the water hit 60 degrees. That brought the trout out. The trout came to life. Um, you know, the, our redfish kind of slacked off a little bit because they got out of those deep holes that we've been fishing because we had some water. Uh, but, man, the trout over the oyster reefs, I mean, we, you know, we concentrated on that Hackberry Bay, the the you know, Saturday Island area, the, the Bay Rambo area, but it, we just drifting over oyster reefs and started off a lot of, you know, earlier in the morning, a lot of our bites were coming on the bottom. Uh, look, we had live bait, we had cockahoes and stuff. The the fish would not touch the cockahoes, but if you threw anything that was natural mullet colored, anything like that with a little bit of a chartreuse tail, they were slamming it. And, and look, it was it's it was this week was kind of reminiscent of some of the springtime bite. I mean, there's a couple of spots that as soon as you got a bite, you drop the anchor and bam, bam, bam for 20 minutes. It was a free for all. Uh, so the trout are coming. We've got great conditions. We got bad weather this weekend, but it's supposed to clear up all week and get into the 70s. So I think that's going to continue. You're gonna you're gonna start seeing some really good trout catches coming out of Grand Isle. And look, these weren't throw. I think we had two throwbacks all day. Uh, these were 16, 18-inch fish. Well, I sure hope that's a sign of things to come for the spring. And, you know, sometimes that's all it takes is a little little bit of warm-up and those trout move in over those shells. And, and when you got clean water and bait in the water and a little tide movement, it's a, it's a given. You're going you're gonna to hit it. Hell, well, I, I wish I could. I wish I could do lottery tickets on that because let me tell you, it, man, it, I'm telling you, the, the stars and the moon are lying. It was everything was perfect. I mean, I couldn't believe how clear the water was. And like I said, just that little bit of temperature difference. We went from water being in the low fifties to water being in the low sixties, and all of a sudden, bam! I mean, those trout. It was like somebody gave them a B twelve shot. Daryl, we got a full moon coming up on Thursday. 
What are your thoughts on fishing before and after a full moon? Well, there, there's your wahoo bite. Okay, so there's your wahoo bite. Always a couple of days before and a couple of days after the moon. That's your best time to hit those. They seem to be really, really big moon, you know, influenced by the moon. Personally, when, I, when I'm trout fishing, I hate a full moon. I just don't like it. I find that the bite is later in the day. And that coincides with everything else we're going to have this week. You're going to have warmer days, warmer afternoons. You're going to have the full moon. I still think uh, we hadn't been leaving the dock before 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. It's. You know, I still think even though this week we're going to have some perfect conditions, especially with that moon influence, I would say make it a later bite. Catch that good warm water. As long as it stays clean, you ought to be able to find you some trout. I'm with you on that. Daryl, uh, they can find you on my homepage and realscreamers.com. Give them the telephone number there if they want to give you a call and try to get in on one of those perfect days. Yes, sir. They can always reach us at 225-937-6288. All right. Really appreciate the tips, Daryl. Thanks so much, buddy. We'll catch up with you next week. Wait for that front to come through, Don, and rest that throat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, after this, I will. All right. We got another hour of outdoors coming up. Let's see what we're going to be talking about. Oh, we got some bad boy duck hunters. And we've got uh, Bigfoot. When we come back after the break, you're going to hear what uh, Kathy Glasgow says may or may not have been the Sasquatch. Also, more fishing reports, minimalist challenge, and tell you all about Bash Cash Bash. All coming up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. <laughs> In case you have no idea what that was, no, that was not me gargling trying to take care of my laryngitis voice. Uh, That was a recording. Uh, Kathy Glasgow, uh, living in Brookhaven, Mississippi, about eight years ago, got up one morning, 3 a.m., to walk the dogs. And when she went out there, that is what she heard. Uh, It was coming from about, her barn is 200 yards into the woods, and probably this was another 100 yards, so it was probably three to 400 yards away. You can hear crickets and frogs, and you hear dogs barking. Now, that was not her dogs. Her dogs went out on the porch, they heard the sound, and immediately ran back inside. Her neighbor's dog continued to bark as whatever this creature was continued to make its sounds. Um, Eventually, it went off. 
and she's had several people listen to it. I, I talked to this lady, and you can usually tell uh, she has nothing to gain. She's not trying to get any money out of this. She just wanted people to hear it. Uh, and she informed me that in that same area, well, there's some group had done a Bigfoot search uh, to no avail because we've never found them. Uh, I'm thinking cougar is the closest thing. They've got a wide range of, I think they make 28 different sounds, but none quite like this that I've heard. So I'm going to let you listen to it one more time. Uh, our engineer, Doug Christian, did his best to kind of tweak it and get the sound up. But you'll hear dogs barking, crickets, and frogs. But in the background, you hear that low, kind of a growling sound. So there you have it. Is it a Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti? What do you think? Text me, 504-260-1870. Have you ever heard anything like that in the woods? And when we come back, we'll talk to Born on the Bayou's Captain Mike Gallo. Get a fishing report on the Lake Pontchartrain, Lake Bourne, Luxie Marsh area. It's up next right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And let's go fishing with Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. Captain Mike, how you doing this morning? Hey, Don, I'm doing fine. My my voice sounds fair to me anyway, but uh, you sound a little rough. Yeah, it's the old laryngitis uh, act coming in. It's about the third day. Probably be out of here by tomorrow. You know, I usually get this every couple years, and... Uh, you know, you can't do anything about it other than try to rest it and wait for it to go. I mean, there's some remedies. I mean, it's not painful. I don't feel bad at all. It's just I'm, I'm kind of squeaky. So I'm going to let you do some talking. What's going on over by your area? Well, I got a full range of reports for you today. Um, first off, early in the week, I made my way over to Double D Meats and picked up my venison sausage. Man, is that good. I couldn't wait for it to get here and it finally showed up. I tried something new. I tried the um, jalapeno cheese smoked sausage. Man, really, really good. I'm already looking forward to next deer season and getting some more venison. Anyway, um, we have had some warmer temperatures throughout the week, and that brought the water temperatures up. Starting to see a few speckled trout being caught. Some speckled trout were caught still in deep water over in Gohegan's Canal, and in some of the Venetian Isle and Lakeshore. I haven't heard of anything uh, in Eden Isles, but uh, the Lakeshore Canals and Gohegans produced the best uh, numbers of speckled trout. It wasn't many, maybe 8 to 12, but we have started to see them show up a little bit with the warmer water temperatures. The bass have still been uh, very consistent up and down the intercoastal waterway, in the drains, and some of the deeper bayous that uh, cross the intercoastal waterway. 
just fish along the grass beds. You can see the grass along the shoreline and just right, fish right along the edge of the grass. Spinner baits, a variety of plastics. We caught some midweek with uh, Todd Masson and Jeff Brule. Uh, we fished um, from the shelf on down towards the wall area. And we did the same thing, concentrated on areas where there was some grass along the shoreline. And uh, Jeff threw a spinner quite a bit. I threw a matrix uh, on a light jig head, an eighth-ounce jig head. And uh, I think Todd was throwing a matrix as well. And um, caught quite a few. I, I think between the three of us, we probably caught over 35 or so. So still lots of bass out. Uh, Captain Drake was out yesterday, and he fished same area up and down the intercoastal waterway. He was a little bit more patient. He fished later in the day after the rain uh, had stopped. But he ended up with a mix of redfish and bass. So we are seeing a little more activity with the warmer water temperatures, and it looks like it's going to be warm at least into middle of next week. So um, we should see an increase in the uh, production in this local area as far as uh, putting fish in the box. Mike, uh, talk to anyone who fished the bridges, Twin Span, Highway 11. I haven't heard much about the bridges at all. It seems that the cold chased the fish into the deeper waters, and the bridges just haven't been producing much. Um, and I think that's you know where, where people are finding them in the deeper waters. And as far as I know, the bridges aren't getting much activity. And what about those freshwater catfish? Did you encounter any of those? Robbie was talking about some huge catfish caught in Lake Bourne area. I did hear of some catfish being caught in some of the deeper channels. Captain Claude had a couple of trips last week, and he caught some in, I believe it was Unknown Pass, as well as the Intercoastal Waterway. There's a deep hole right where uh, Unknown Pass and the Intercoastal intersect. There's 35 feet of water right there. I think he was in those types of areas. But he had two different trips, about a dozen each trip, and he's fishing shrimp on the bottom, either live or dead shrimp. Got it. Your next trip, is it going to be for trout or mixed bag, reds, bass, and trout? I'm going to head out Monday, and I'll try for trout first thing in the morning, and um, we'll see how it goes from there. I can pretty easily fall back on bass because I know they're very plentiful. We made three stops with Todd and Jeff and had 10 to 12 fish at each stop. And if we'd have made more stops, I'm sure we'd have just continued to catch them. They're very plentiful. Very good. Very good. Anything else before you go, Mike? Well, take care of your voice and um, I'll take it from here. Give us that number, Captain Mike. You can reach me at 985-781-7811. We're on social media. I'm on Don's website, or you can find me on my website, which is aaofla.com. Well, since you did so well on that, can you do the CETO membership plug for me? Because I know you're a member, and you know all about it. That's right. I sure can. Captain Mike's Fishing Forecast is brought to you by CETO. For peace on the peace on the water and peace of mind, get a CETO membership. Call Christian or log on to CETO.com. 
Wow. I may get you to come sit in next time I got laryngitis. You do good work, my friend. You can do oh, more than just fish. For many years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Thank you. Thankfully that you have. Have a good one, Captain Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you, Don. Take care of that voice. I will do it. There he goes. Back into the bayou, Captain Mike Gallo. Spots and Dots Lake House Lodge. He's been doing some uh, additions over there. Really got the place looking nice. You need to stop by Salt Bayou and take a look at it. All right, coming back after this, it's time for our paddlers report. Brendan Bayard, our field reporter, is on the scene. He's participating in the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club's Minimalist Challenge. You want to know what that's all about? Stick around. He'll be back to tell you right after this. And it's time for the report for people who like to go stroking or pedaling kayaks for their fish. The Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club presents it along with Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them in mid-city of New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge. Got kayaks, some of the best fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, Native Watercraft, and tons and tons of accessories, everything for the paddler. Visit their website, MasseyOutfitters.com also have a very interesting, informative Facebook page. And joining us now is one of our field reporters, Brendan Bayard. He is in the middle of the Minimalist Challenge. He's a contestant, and he's reporting on it. He's a multitasker for sure. Brendan, I've been keeping my fingers crossed watching the radar. It looks like that rain has shifted to the east and going to give you guys a pretty decent day for the challenge. Yeah, it's... uh... I think once this rain gets out here, we'll have a nice little break. It's uh, certainly not the most pleasant unloading the kayaks right now. we got a pretty stiff east wind. Uh, we have three launches to choose from, uh, the public launch down at Levo at the end of the road, the Topwater Marina area, and then the public launch at Golden Meadow. And uh, I've chosen the Golden Meadow launch. It just seems with the wind set up right now and then all the rain that's been going on all night with Mixing with that low water down in Leeville, I think this will give me the best opportunity for some clean water. And the reports have been pretty strong from all areas, but uh, I've I've heard some particularly good reports from over here. Uh, some some bigger trout were caught this week, and uh, we can find some reds. We just have to put together five trout and two reds apiece, and uh, see what happens. But we got our baits last night. We got all rigged up, and uh, everybody's out here. I think we have 130 participants, so uh, should be a good one. Tell us uh, about the concept on the Minimalist Challenge. They call it Minimalist for a couple of reasons. You get a limited amount of baits, and everybody fishes with the same ones. What are those baits? So we have uh, five different plastics uh, of, of assortment of sizes. Uh, we got, like, long uh, kind of Texas-style plastics. Uh, we don't have any paddle tails. Uh, I, I think they threw a little uh, curveball to us this year. We have a kind of a crawfish-looking bait. We have a creature bait. And we have a couple of, like, fluke-type baits and a curly tail. We have uh, two jig heads, a couple of weedless hook uh, setups, and then uh, we have, a, like, a, a rip bait or, like, a little uh, a little slash bait, which uh, is pretty good for trout. Uh, I think it's kind of small, so it might be, uh, depending on what kind of rod you set it up with and with the wind to cast with it. Uh, but uh, those are the baits we're, we're fishing with today, so it's going to be a challenge with this uh, dirty water and uh, if you can find some clean pockets of water and see what happens but you can uh, turn, tune in on the leaderboard there on the app on the Tourney X app and uh, follow along at home. Uh, Brendan what are you expecting it's going to take to win catching those five trout and two reds? Uh, I think you're definitely going to have to have uh, max out your reds 
um, at the 26 and three quarter inch length, and then put together a solid uh, stringer of trout with a couple of kicker trout in the 20 inch range. So I'm, I'm imagining it's going to be two maxed out reds, a couple of 20 inch trout, and then a handful of decent trout to go with those two twenties. So uh, if, if you find yourself in that kind of uh, situation, I think you have a really good shot at taking home the money today. Yeah, two twenty-inch trout. That's uh, somebody got their work cut out for them today. That's for sure. Going to be a lot of fun, though. Oh yeah. So uh, people have been catching. So we're we'll look forward to uh, seeing what it brings. I'm always uh, surprised that uh, you know pleasantly surprised at, at what this you know limited amount of tackle brings. That's part of the fun of it to just prove you know that if you just really focus down and use what you have, you can really uh, catch some nice fish. No matter you know bringing the whole kitchen sink. And all the lures in the world, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter sometimes. And, Brendan, if someone wants to follow it, uh, give us that app again. It's the Tourney X app. You can uh, download it on your smartphone and uh, just search for Minimalist Challenge 12. And uh, you can you can follow along as people upload and their scores are, are, are put in and, and their aggregate length is totaled throughout the day. And I'm sure bckfc.org will have the final results, too. Yes, sir. Very good. Brendan, best of luck to you. hope you take home some prizes today, and uh, thanks for the report. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Don. Take care. All right. Brendan Bayard, one of our field reporters, down there at the Minimalist Challenge 12. All right. We come back after this. Uh, Yeah, it's bad boy time. Got some duck hunters for you to talk about. Well, I guess you'd call them uh, duck outlaws. Anyway, back with their story right after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. We want to congratulate Brooklyn, who is a Dixie Ranch hunting club in Lacombe member. Her grandpa told us that she got her first wild hog, 119 pounds. So proud of her. She's a future hunter. I believe she's arrived. (laughs) All right, here's one that says, uh, man, trucker checking in. Oh, cure for my laryngitis. Ground cinnamon and honey. I'm going to try that when I get off. Sounds good. Tastes good. Uh, Someone missed Robbie Campo's report. How low has the water been? Uh, use coldies and hot chocolate for laryngitis. Uh, water's up okay. Uh, Robbie report the water. Not only was it up, it warmed up a little bit. You should be okay. Uh, you've always got to be careful wintertime, but you should be all right. Uh, here's one. Uh, take a teaspoon of salt, pulverize two aspirin, two inches of warm water, gargle every two hours. Works wonders. That's from Earl. Uh, here's one suggesting apple cider vinegar gargle. Guaranteed relief. And Toby's checking in. He says, yeah, that's just what I wanted to hear before I head off into the swamp. Thanks a lot. He's talking about the uh, reported, purported Sasquatch cries that we heard recorded by a a lady up in uh, Brookhaven, Mississippi. Uh, Here's another one. Says, yep, definitely a Sasquatch. Another one says, sounds like a crawfish burner. Uh, That's wishful thinking. And here's one. How about a bear with a question mark? I, I thought about that, but. Not quite bears. I mean, maybe a older big grizzly with that low grunt, but uh, our bears, that's uh, not quite the sound that, that they make. Uh, here's a question. Did the fishing trip cause the voice? It happens to me sometimes when shrimping with friends. Hope it gets sooner. Gets better soon. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know. I'm always out in the outdoors in damp weather. Who knows what causes it, but 
Uh, I can't blame it on one specific thing. Uh, here's one. Where can I listen to that Bigfoot recording? It's on the net somewhere. Yeah, it'll be on our replays. Uh, you can go to my website and find the uh, the icon to take you back to previous shows. Should be up around Monday or Tuesday. Uh, let's see. We've got another one say it's a bear. And here's one says, I turned on the radio and I heard Mike say I tried something different. So I think he's talking bait, and he says, jalapeno cheese smoked sausage. My first thought is, what the heck is that going to attract? Pays to let people finish talking. Well, it pays to not miss part of the show, because if you'd have tuned in a few seconds earlier, you would have heard him say, I picked up my sausage from Double D where I brought my venison. So you missed out. You can't miss anything on the show. It leaves you in the dark. But you're right, jalapeno cheese smoked sausage uh, might might catch some catfish, but that's about it. Uh, here's someone sitting in their box blind in Lumberton, Mississippi, hoping for some luck when the sun rises. It's Bart. He says it's a great morning. Yeah, not a bad morning to be sitting there, a little light drizzle and some wind blowing. Rut may still be on in that area, too. Uh, someone found beautiful specks close to the launch in Lafitte Thursday. But this weekend, the oldest granddaughter's doing gymnastics. And Justin the Duck guy is headed for work. Hoping I feel better. I hope so, too. All right, right after we pause, quick 10 seconds for our station identification. I'll be back with this week's Bad Boys of the Outdoors. Got a couple of them to tell you about. We'll do it right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Senior Agent Lucas Hidalgo and Senior Agent Adam Teben received a tip about illegal hunting activity around Bayou Tortu near St. Martinville. The agent set up surveillance on the area and documented that this area was baited with red milo and corn. Well, exactly two weeks ago today, as you were listening to this show, the agents were hearing gunshots coming from that baited area. They observed two men leaving that area in possession of shotguns. After making contact with John Paul F. LeBlanc and Seth E. Schwest, they found they did not possess basic hunting licenses, state duck licenses, or federal duck stamps. LeBlanc admitted to placing the bait. Agents also found Schwest in possession of toxic shot. If convicted of the alleged migratory game bird violations, facing federal as well as state fines and possible but not probable jail time, are 32-year-old Seth E. Schwest of Parks, Louisiana, and 23-year-old John Paul F. LeBlanc of St. Martinville, our bad boys of the outdoors. Got another text in with another laryngitis cure. Thank all of you for sending this in. Uh, this one says, go sit in the woods. I'm going to take you up on that. I think that may help a whole lot. All right, coming back after this, we are going to announce the selection of our Cajun Fishing Adventures Harem Shooting Team that will represent us at the Gunning for a Cure shoot coming up in St. Bernard, I'm sorry, Plaquemines Parish. Uh, that's going to be February 27th with the coach, Ryan Lambert. He's back with us right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And Ryan Lambert is our plastic man. And, Ryan, what are you and the boys doing today, duck hunting, fishing, or both? We got duck hunt today, and uh, I think we'll call it quits after this. Um Got a negative seven tomorrow, so there won't be any water. We're not gonna go out till nine o'clock today because it's a negative point five, so it's an early negative. So it'll be coming in. We'll leave the lodge about nine and get out there and set up about ten and hunt till four and kill our birds and come on back. Call it a wrap. 
Gotcha. Got a full moon coming up uh, this Thursday. Now, for people that will still be duck hunting, could that mean a little bit of shot in the arm for arrival of new birds? And how do you treat fishing days on those full moons? Well, you know, the fish will bite uh, start at 11 o'clock, you know, on a full moon because they're going to feed all night, especially if there's no clouds. And the same thing with ducks. The ducks will come in at night with the with the tide if, if you're in the south Louisiana. And uh, I guess it'll be closed under uh, Highway 90. So it's not going to affect that as much, but the, the birds will feed all night. So they're not going to get out and be active until 11. So, you know, if you start your day late and hunt the evenings, you'll be a lot better off on the full moon and that goes for everything deer hunting squirrel hunting fishing it's all the same you know while we're sitting in our living room they still got that life on the outdoors so they're doing what they do and on a full moon that's how they do it they feed all night you guys get a chance to do any trout fishing this week with this little warm-up that we had no we did not you know everybody we were so busy duck hunting and and dealing with with things that uh, we didn't. I wanted to so bad because we had a high tide, uh, like four o'clock in the evening. And I know I could have went out there and, and put a hammer on them, but I just, I just didn't get to do it. <laughs> uh, it's one of those weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. But, but when it when it warms up a little bit and and the tide starts coming in, that warmer Gulf water starts coming in. And our salinity is pretty good right now, too, so uh, it could really be good. Uh, I think I'm going to work on the golf course this week, and next week I'm going to, with the new with the new tide, I'm going to come back and I'm going to start hitting those trout pretty good, and I'm going to get in the boat with the fly rod, too. So there's a lot I want to do, and just I'll have time because it's it's been a busy duck season. You know, I, I really, I'm really pleased with the duck season. Now, the last the, – from the last full moon and these last negative tides that really got tough on us, you know, if you don't have any water for days on end, you know, they're just not coming in. They're going to stay offshore and they're going to stay there. But that night they come in and they feed and, you know, it's it's a tough deal like that. So that's why, thank goodness, next year they're going to they're gonna close it on one, on one of the uh, negative tides that will be closed. And the only thing I don't understand is why they got the people in Shreveport going to be closed for that negative tide so uh, (laughs) i think that's just to achieve consistency they don't hunt the tides i don't think up in shreveport (laughs) no i don't think so either but uh you know it'll help us out a lot and and it's going to go a little bit later next year which is going to make me tireder but (laughs) because because i can't stop even on on the weeks off i'm going to mexico i'm going somewhere so now it's just going to make me hunt an extra week with that's okay i you know i still can hang (laughs) listen uh, the uh gun the gunning for a cure uh we have the cajun fishing adventures harem shooting team we're gonna i'm gonna announce the participants and people get a chance to come out and meet them, take pictures with them, and you will be the coach that's set for February 27th at Stella Plantation, and they can find information at gunningforacure.org. There's a, a shooting sporting clays competition, raffles, auction. they got some delicious food out there, and it's all for a very good cause. It's Dr. Oliver Sorter's Prostate Cancer Research Fund, which is at the Tulane Cancer Center. Now, here are the participants. Ryan, we got Ms. Laney Wick, Wick of, uh, you know, she owns Elsie. She's an experienced bird hunter. Uh, Ms. Okay. Janice Lamont, who has become a pheasant killer. Uh, Sarah Giles, who's as good with a fishing rod, fly rod, as she is with a shotgun. 
and Miss yes. Ashley Marshall will be joining us. So those are our four regular team members. We have Captain Martha Spencer as a standby because she's got a charter fishing trip scheduled that day. But if the weather, you know, peters out and uh, for any reason one of the others can't make it, she'll step in and fill out. So what do you think about our team, Coach? Uh, perfect, perfect. I mean, they they all avid hunters and they they love what they're doing and i think we'll do just fine we just you know it's all about the feed and uh and getting over that gun and and following through i mean once you get that that done you you keep your head down on the stock and we're gonna hit them so you know we'll coach them up and get them a few practice shots maybe bring them over here with the skeet thrower before that and and uh, we'll be ready. You know, yes, other people indeed. better watch these girls. <laughs> They'll stick <laughs> up on you. <laughs> yes, they will. That's going to be a lot of fun. Right. Again, that's February 27th, and uh, again, looking forward to getting with you over there, and we're going to have some fun because, boy, it's it's a real party they put on over there, and Stella's a beautiful backdrop for it, too. Great place to have it. Oh, yeah. Sarah had a 42-inch red on the fly this week. Boy, she's, she's something. That girl is something else. She so, broke her fly rod, she said. Yeah, he got under the trolling boat on another one, big one she had on. I said, oh, that's that's your guide's fault. He didn't pull your trolling boat Oh, up. I thought she broke it on the fish. Now the story but comes it, out. The fish huh? got under the boat and it got on the trolling boat and broke it. Yeah, it, it broke it on the fish. She had a fish on. so, But uh, yeah, she caught, well, she caught it's that hard to con- too. It's hard to turn a fish like that size head with a fly rod. Yeah, you got to get that motor oh, out of yeah. the water for sure. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm Ryan. Thanks so much, buddy. Okay, buddy. Well, we'll Yo. see you this week. I hope. Yes, indeed. Thank you. All right, buddy. There he goes, the plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert. CajunFishingAdventures.com. Go there and you'll see everything he's got to talk about. All right, coming back after this, if you like to fish the CCA star for tagged redfish, you're going to love to fish for some tagged bass in the Bash Cash Bash. P.J. Vincent, the director, joins us and gives us the rundown. Coming back right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, in this year's BassCashBash.com event, there are over $2 million worth of tag bass for this year. And joining us to talk about how you can cash in on it is P.D. Vincent, the director of Bass Cash Bash. P.D., thanks for coming on. And my voice is about to go, so if you could take it over and just tell us when, where, and how. So here in uh, here in the Delta area, uh, the Bass Cash Bash will be kicking off in about one week. Uh, so it'll kick off February the 1st, and it'll run all the way through May 31st. Um, we have uh, 200 cash tags. Each one of those tags are $1,000 a piece. Uh, plus, we've got bonus money available. You can win an additional $500 if you do the bonus T-shirt when you register for Bass Cash Bash. Uh, so that's $300,000 worth of prizes. And then we also have a boat tag. Uh, that boat tag, if you're registered for Bass Cash Bass and you land that boat tag down here in the Delta, you're going to win a brand-new loaded-out Phoenix 819 with two Humminbird Helix 9s, two Talon Shallow Water Anchors, a Minn Kota trolling motor, Minn Kota charging system, 200-horsepower Merc on the back of it. Man, it is loaded out and ready to go. Um, you know, we, we, we're going to be tagging fish in the, in the Delta areas of a Chafalaya Basin, Lake Verrett, Bayou Black, Lake Desalmonds, uh, Salvador, Catawachi, Lafitte, Lake Morpaw, uh, Delacroix, Bayou Bienvenue, uh, all the way up to Rigolet and Henderson to Faux Paul, to Faux Point. 
So get signed up. Don't be that guy that catches one of these tags fish <laughs> and you're not registered because you're going to miss out. It happens every year, doesn't it? Somebody catches one oh, and unfortunately they're not registered. Hey, Don, we've had just just in the last three years, we've had three anglers catch truck tags not registered. We've had three anglers catch boat tags not registered. Uh, you know, anglers miss out on boats and trucks and cash every single year. Uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars goes unclaimed because they, they didn't pay $50 to participate, you know. 50 bucks. And, now, in addition to Louisiana Delta, if folks are fishing some other popular lakes, you've also got some things going on in Texas and Alabama for our Alabama listeners, right? Yes, sir, absolutely. We have the uh, Bass Cash Bash kicked off on Sam Rayburn. Uh, we've got Toledo Bend, Lake Fork, Caddo Lake up near Shreveport. Uh, then over towards the Alabama area, we've got Lake Gunnersville. Uh, Lake Eufaula, and then this year we've added the uh, Coosa River chain, which includes Lay Lake, Jordan Lake, uh, and Mitchell. So lots of opportunities for people to win. Like you said earlier, it's over $2 million in cash and prizes available. You know, only $50 to get you started, get get, get you participating in the event. Uh, you don't want to be that guy that catches that, that boat tag and misses out on a $65,000 Phoenix just because you didn't sign up. We're talking with P.D. Vinson, who is the director for BassCashBash.com. And I just got a text in. If someone pays the $50 entry fee, does that entitle them to fish any and all of those lakes, or there's a separate fee for each area? So each area has what we, we do have a uh, – uh, $100 entry fee gets you every lake and includes the bonuses. So you can do it either so way, individual or get yes, them sir. all in one. Yes, sir. $50 Tell- gets you one lake. $70 gets you a single lake with the bonus entry and T-shirt. And then $100 gets you all the lakes included with the bonus T-shirt. Petey, tell me, what is the basic success rate? About how many of those tags are retrieved, both by registered and unregistered? And, of course, you don't know in some cases, but for the most part, what what is the percentage of fish that come in or the number of them? For the most part, uh, we we have a return rate of about 35% of the tags that we release in an area are recalled. Uh, And and the biologist explained it to me like this. He said, y'all tag the fish that like to eat all the time. We, we tag the, the 14 inch fish. Uh, we don't, we don't go out and look for eight, 10 pound fish, you know, so, so they don't ever bite and don't ever get recaught. We want people to win. We want people to catch these fish. If you're not catching tags, if people aren't catching the tags, then you're not going to sign up next year because you're not having fun. Exactly. PD, give us that, that website again where people can sign up or maybe a phone number if they got questions and also if they want to keep up with it on a, a week-to-week basis. You, of course, you can always follow us on our Facebook page and Instagram, uh, BassCashBash.com uh, is the website where you can sign up, you can get registered, do whatever you need to do, or you can give us a call at 337-353-3381. And we'll answer any questions that you have. 
And also on our website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com and BayouWildTV.com, we've got links to the site where you can get all the information you need. PD, sounds like a great event coming up and looking forward to talking to you as we get down the road and announcing some of these winners. Yes, sir, absolutely. Thank you for having us on this morning. Thank you for being there. We appreciate it. All right, there he goes, P.D. Vincent, bashcashbash.com. That's going to wrap it up for me. Going to rest the old throat. I'll see you again back here next week, 5 to 7 a.m., for another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.